Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team to have ever lost five games in a row. Anyway, this is an emergency episode as we're recording just after Villa confirmed that Dean Smith has been sacked as manager, which is a shame on, on, on some levels, I guess, but mainly because the episode we recorded after the Southampton game was almost edited and posted and it was a really good show, which we've had to scrap, but never mind. Um, so um, it is the day that some of us probably are glad to see arrive, others less so. Um, Dean Smith is no longer manager of Aston Villa. He leaves after three years in charge of his boyhood club. He's overseen a promotion back to the Premier League, a cup final and famous victories like last season's 7-2 win over Liverpool. But as mentioned, a run of five losses on the bounce has seen Villa's owners decide to part ways with Smith. Uh, in a statement, the CEO, Christian Perslow, said, after a good start to last season this year, we've not seen the continuous improvements in results, performances and league position, which we have all been looking for. For this reason, we have decided to make a change now to allow time for a new head coach to make an impact. The process of replacing Dean will now begin and the club will update supporters in due course. So a relatively short statement there from Perslow. Frankie, what do you make? Of, of that and everything that's happened in the last couple of hours or so? I mean, firstly, I was at the very end of editing our last episode. Uh, so, you know, I'd spent a full hour or two this afternoon just, just working away at that. And then my phone flashed up with a picture of Dean Smith um, uh, and I knew immediately what it probably meant. Uh, and then lo and behold, he was gone. Um, in one respect, I'm absolutely stunned after to think of what's happened since the Manchester United win. Um, in a way, it's a it's a wonderful way to him for him to have had his last victory with Villa, finally bringing an end to that terrible record we've had against Manchester United yeah. um, for such a long time. I, I'm shocked to see what's happened since. Um, I'm not necessarily now shocked to see that he has been sacked. I mean, look, five losses in a row in the Premier League after a significant outlay in the summer, that's uh, going to crank the pressure up, isn't it? Um, and then when you've got owners and a CEO and Christian Perzo, who's clearly very ambitious for Villa, that's m- not what they want to see. I personally was hopeful they'd have the patience to give him uh, at least the Brighton game in front of a full crowd at Villa Park. Look, it's just absolutely gutting, um, most of all, that Dean Smith is gone. He has had an absolutely incredible three years at Aston Villa. Um, after a decade of decline, he was the man who was, who was in the right place at the right time, came in, turned us around in a way that I'm not sure many others could have done. Um, he is largely responsible for Jack Grealish reaching the levels that he did. Um, I don't want any revisionist history that it was Pep Guardiola doing that in a few years' time. No. <laughs> and I think that, uh, you know, it's been fantastic to see a boyhood um, fan uh, live out such an incredible few years at Villa, get us back to the uh, where we deserve, where we should be in the Premier League. Um, it was that was an incredible achievement in itself. The ten-game winning streak, um, the uh, the cup final, the seven-two over Liverpool last season's excitements. Um, there's just been a lot of stuff that uh, has, a lot of great memories um, and a lot of things that Dean Smith has a sense of pride that Dean Smith has brought back to Aston Villa. Um, that had gone completely missing uh, in the last decade. Um, all I can ever say really is thank you to Dean Smith. And he leaves as a bona fide club legend. 
um, who will forever be beloved by um, me and I'm sure most Aston Villa fans. Yes, uh, I would. I would echo those sentiments, Frankie. Absolutely, I think you're, you 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 make a good point. Insofar as we were on such a, a a losing streak in terms of you know not not just not just in terms of football matches, but in terms of the spirit at the club, you know, we had we had the 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 awful relegation season where we were absolutely pitiful, kind of on and off the pitch. And then we had the bizarre Tony Gia years where, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the crazy tweets and everything else that came with that. And then, and then, um, and then obviously Bruce took over and although granted he got us to a playoff final, we, we couldn't, we couldn't make it up. And then the club almost went insolvent. And then, and then the whole cabbage gate with, with Bruce left under a cloud. And then we're thinking, Oh, you know, where are we heading now? At that point, of the season in the championship, we were sort of bottom lower half, weren't we, of the championship? And, and and I was honestly thinking, maybe like yourself, that we'd be another Leeds or Forest. Sheffield Wednesday. Stu- That's who I Sheffield we Wednesday. Were. Yeah. 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 All of the above. Just stuck in the championship or, or potentially even worse for for years to come. And Smith came in, um, had done a done a had worked worked good things at Brentford, playing good football, and, and he was the manager that I think a lot of fans wanted because of his own personal links to Villa, of course. Is, Dad being a steward at Villa Park, as we mentioned a number of times, and um, he comes in and um, eventually gets us on that incredible winning run, gets us in that 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 uh, that that form that you kind of kind of need in the Championship to springboard up to the Premier League. Incredible win um, uh, against Derby in the playoff final. I remember I watched it in a in a in a bar in Spain with um, lots of Derby fans randomly uh, <laughs> who were who were. Um, who were not happy by me going wild in the in the in the back, but um, yeah, got us up. Okay, first season in the Premier League, perhaps not as comfortable as we would have liked. The whole ghost goal and everything else that wasn't given against Sheffield United. You know, we had a bit of luck, and the COVID break inevitably saved us. I, I would argue, but hey, whatever the situation, he kept us up. Uh, last season, you know, again we took a, we took another step up. We consolidated our our, our position in the in the Prem. Some cracking results, as you mentioned, the, the Liverpool 7-2 and the 3-0 away at Arsenal. You know, some really, really good results. Uh, playing some some very good football, attacking football, exciting players, bringing the likes of Watkins in and stuff, which was which was great to see. Bringing Grealish on to the you know the level that he's at he's at now. You know, world class talent. Um, and this season, I mean, this season, as we all we always said, it was going to be difficult, didn't we? You know, trying to cope with the loss of, of, of Grealish has been so fundamental to our success over the past few seasons now bringing in a lot of a lot of players trying to amalgamate those into a, into a, a system and a squad that, that that can work we've been unlucky as we said countless times with 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 injuries and, and everything else that's been going on suspensions um, and and it's resulted obviously in, in, a, in a pretty poor run of, of form that we've been on um, as, as we were saying in the in our in our uh, post match Southampton episode, which will now no longer sadly see the light of day, <laughs> um, we 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 were saying um, I, I I hoped that he would be given the Brighton game uh, to to try and turn it around because that would have been at the La Park. Um, he would have hopefully had you know Ings back from injury, Conser back from suspension, so he would have had a stronger squad to pick from. But uh, as we've also said before. Uh, football is a very, very unforgiving business. And, you know, um, our owners are clearly very ambitious individuals that clearly think that, um, you know, uh, Smith has reached the end of his of his time at Villa. 
and they want to bring in someone who they feel can push us on to the next level and and that's you know that's the situation and 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 there are many villa fans i'm sure as i as i said in the uh, introduction there um that are, ha- that are happy to see him go uh, and and we've got to, we've got to respect that opinion because you're right over the past uh, 12 months over the course of this calendar year um we we've lost a number of matches i think 18 matches uh, in 2021 alone which is um which is not good absolutely no it's not good and we've yet to really recover from the loss of Greenish. And in that that responsibility is is Dean's, of course it is. Um, but you know, I think there needs to be questions asked really of of more than just him, you know, of of, of Langer as well and Perslow, people who are in charge really of of, um, of bringing in the replacements for Grealish. You know, have they been working over the last few games? Not really. Again, injuries, particularly to Bailey and Buendia, have hampered that. But Ultimately, it's always the manager that, that pays the price for, for mistakes of, of others. I mean, I'm sure he's made mistakes himself. He'll be the first to admit it. But the manager will put his head on the block, ultimately. And, uh, and that's the situation we find ourselves in, in today. Head on the block like Ned Stark. I could see Dean Smith as a bit of a game of thrones <laughs> yeah. Ned Stark. The likeable yeah, guy. Like, no, yeah. why did yeah. the Lannisters have to win? Um, no, I think, uh, I mean, look, he, he, as we said in the last episode, He's had an incredibly difficult start to the season that I think any manager would have struggled with. And I compared it to Liverpool last year where Liverpool lost Van Dijk very early on. Um, they lost, I think it was Joe Gomez, who was another defender. Um, I think Trent was out. I, I, just a few key players that were out, bearing in mind they still had Salah and Mane and all that. And uh, Liverpool really struggled. Jurgen Klopp uh, struggled. And so, you know, um, what I would com- why I would compare it to Villa a bit is that, like, you know, the best managers... Would have would have had a, a tough time um, adapting to what um, Dean Smith has inherited this summer. In the sense, our preseason was completely disrupted by COVID, um, by injuries. We had late signings, um, though Buendia came in a bit earlier. But then we had early season injuries. Um, to Ollie Watkins was a notable one. Um, yeah. Leon Bailey was another one. Um, then the international breaks that were you know leaving players traveling back from South America and playing 24 hours later. Um, Just a lot of things that Dean Smith has not had much of a chance to work on. Um, And uh, so, and then of course you lose your talisman in, you know, the the lad who went up to Man City. Um, So, I mean, look, that's going to be difficult for any manager to deal with. Um, I, I, I think it's, you know, Smith did okay to start off with, you know, the win at Old Trafford been a real highlight, but five losses in a row, all right. You know that's not good enough, and the, the Southampton performance, to be quite frank, in that first half was extremely alarming. Um, but I do believe that he—he's a manager who's shown in the past, um, particularly in our first season back in the Premier League, that he can learn from mistakes. Um, as well, it was a new coaching staff. Um, that again, he's going to take time as well to work on. So uh, look, it's—it's—he's um, it's, had a really tough opening to the season. Um, I totally understand why. Uh, certain fans might want him, you know, agree that uh, the owners have taken this decision. Um, you know, uh, it, it's it's an interesting one, which we'll talk about more in the next section for the, the owners now about who they they bring in. Um, big moment for them. But uh, look, um, just on on Smith, really, um, I, <laughs> I, it, it's it's I think he's shown himself to be an intelligent manager over over the years. Um, we all love the guy. We always will, and uh, I'm sure wherever he goes next. Uh, he will um, 
have a uh, he would do well. And I just actually also want to say, you know, um, looking at the number of players who have come out and tweeted and written on Instagram about him, it's quite rare that you see such a uniform um, sense of. Uh, uh, a sadness and I think that looking at those players on Friday night seeing the likes of Matt's targets interview and looking mm. how crestfallen they were I think you could sense these were players who really didn't want Dean Smith to go and looking at the messages you know I'll, I'll just repeat what Connor, Connor Harahan said um, you know Connor Harahan probably has some reasons to be bitter at Dean Smith because you know he, yeah. he was dropped from the squad and Connor said you know thank you for everything Gaffer it was a pleasure the years we had together incredible memories all the very best moving forward uh, similar mm. sentiments from Emmy Martinez you were part of my journey you gave me my opportunity for this club I will be forever grateful um, Matty Cash as well I've seen even Grealish himself I've seen whatever you think of it you know so you know Dean Smith is a man who uh, these players clearly liked um we as fans really liked um it's going to be difficult to replace him now and difficult to replace that sense of feeling and you know loyalty to a manager um you know so uh just yeah it's it's, it's tough it's 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 tough to think that he a lifelong fan uh, it's been a bit of a fairy tale these last three years and it's going to take a lot to get over him not being there now i think yeah, I, I think I think he was he was slowly becoming an institution. You know, we went through such a run of having managers who would um, sort of come and go in the space of a couple of seasons, and and we never really particularly warmed to so many of them really since. Um, I know, I mean, I, I know obviously O'Neill left under a cloud, um, but but you know, I, I think I think if you ask a lot of Villa fans, um, you you probably have to go back to O'Neill, the early days of O'Neill, certainly where you could find a manager who had that much kind of universal. Uh, respect uh, for um, and um, you know in terms of the football we, we played to mention some of the results we picked up really were um, impressive and, and we played some, some some cracking football we were a, a threat to play against for sure um, you know it's 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 that time of year though unfortunately where managers are being uh, dispensed of um, and dispensed with it's uh, obviously the international break now so clearly uh, they feel that enough time has passed in the season and there is a gap now in play where they can review, analyse how things have gone and and make that decision. I think there's been five managerial changes now, including Smith. Mm. If, you, if you're thinking, so Watford, uh, Newcastle, Spurs, Norwich yesterday and obviously Villa today. Yeah. So so it is, it is sacking season um, and... Uh, They've clearly made this choice. When when Smith was appointed, obviously we were in the we were in the championship. So in terms of um, the, the the managers we could bring in uh, at that stage, obviously you are you are slightly more limited in terms of personnel because you're not a Premier League club. Now it's a challenge for Perslow and uh, and the owners to um, to sell Villa as a Premier League team. I'm sure there'll be no shortage of interest. And from a from a Smith perspective, you know I've just had my um, uh, my, my partner's dad messaged me, uh, and he's, he's a Preston North End fan, um, who's, who said the decision's crazy, we'd have him in a shot. There'll be no shortage <laughs> of suitors, uh, both in the Championship and, and uh, Premier League, I'm sure, who would, who would want Dean Smith as their manager because he's, he's done, you know, he has done a lot with us. He took us to, a, to the League Cup final, don't forget. Um, you know, he's, he's achieved a lot at, at Villa, and, and, you know, obviously he goes with our blessing for sure uh, certainly on this show and I'm sure a lot of Villa fans will appreciate the work he's done and um, and will have no bad feeling towards him so you just now have to as inevitably as as, as this is always the case when manager leaves just think about the future now and, and see who can come in God I thought my weekend couldn't get any worse than getting the train back from Birmingham yesterday uh, forgetting what time it was and then all the Birmingham City fans get on after their match against Reading literally packed <laughs> onto a train 
them singing about Aston Villa. If they're so obsessed with Villa, why don't they make their own podcast about Villa? They can't stop talking about us. But uh, but yeah, um, literally didn't think my weekend could get worse than that. But uh, Dean Smith um, going, yeah, that's probably it. But uh, up the Dino forever, really. Yeah, no, I, I echo that, definitely. All Villa, no filler. On Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Welcome back, everybody. So now Smith is gone. It means Villa are looking for a new manager. The odds are changing on who is favourite for the role, inevitably, as they will do in, in these very early stages. Frankie, is there anyone from the names that you've already seen that you'd like to see take charge or anyone beyond that? Well, looking at his tweet about Dean Smith, I wouldn't mind John Gregory coming back, to be honest. Um, <laughs> look, this we're recording this uh, Sunday afternoon, um, just uh, maybe an hour after Dean Smith was uh, confirmed to have been let go by the Villa. Um, so who knows how it will change in the next few hours. But um, Craig Shakespeare has also been relieved of his duties, I'm seeing reported, which would imply to me that someone has probably been lined up for a swift replacement. Yeah. Um, who do I think that would be? Well, the Telegraph, John Percy, the, the famous John Percy at the back post, is yeah. reporting Ralph Harson Hustle and um, Stephen Gerrard as two of the favourites. Look, I'm not going to like say certain managers wouldn't be the right manager for Villa because you've got to support these guys if they come into Villa. You know, we've got, we can't have this a, a negative feeling about them, no matter who it is. Um, you know, uh, we, we gotta we gotta support them right from the off, and so I don't want to be writing off any managers. You know, look, Stephen Gerrard has done a, a really really imp- impressive job at Rangers. Regardless of what do you think of the Scottish league, if you know in that Rangers and Celtic do dominate the, that league, the Rangers, you know, the Celtic have been it's been a one horse show for the last ten years. Um, so you know they went unbeaten last season, similar to what Brendan Rodgers did, I think, uh, at Celtic. Uh, so. You know, um, I wouldn't write it off. Is it who I would personally go for? Probably not. Um, Ralph Arsenhuttle, um, he's, uh, I, I've really rated him in his time at RB Leipzig. I thought Leipzig were a really exciting attacking team to watch and there were a lot of young players there. Would he have um, a collection of young, talented players to work with at Aston Villa similar to what, what he did at Leipzig? Yes. Um, so I could see that being a, a, a good fit if it, if it happened. A lot of people won't agree with me on that. Um, it's Southampton time. I think he's done quite well. Um, he really, you know, he saved them after uh, a dreadful start. I think it was last season or the season before, um, sort of lose track with them a bit. Um, so look, I, I, I think they could come in and have a decent effect, both of them. Um, I, I have absolutely no idea how it would go. I think there's going to be a bit of a hangover with Smith being gone. You know, it's going to be hard to replace that sense of uh, loyalty the players clearly have for him. And also, let's not forget Dean Smith and um, brought in Esri Conson, Maddie Cash, Tyrone Mings on loan and uh, brought in um, Ollie Watkins. So, um, you know, uh, he had a good eye for a player and a lot of those players will be attached to him. But, um, uh, it, otherwise, Fonseca, it just doesn't really do it for me. Um, you know, this is, is a, you're coming into Villa now off the back of five losses, Premier League. We're currently uh, in a kind of a well, we're looking at the relegation zone has been close to that at the moment. So that's the reality where we are at this very moment in time. Um, Going to have to try and hit the ground running a bit. And um, we have the players, we have the characters to uh, get out of this sort of mini crisis that we're in. Um, I, I'm. I, 
I've seen Lucien Favre linked as well, a Borussia Dortmund. Again, Dortmund were a good side to watch. They had some exceptional players, though. Um, do we have the players of the quality of Haaland and uh, Sancho? To, to Royce, probably not. At the moment, Gerard and uh, Hasenhut will appear to be the front runners, according to the Telegraph. Mm. I mean, with, with with a lot of those, as you say, you, you give you give anybody that comes in a chance, and and whoever comes in will have my you know complete support because ultimately we all want Villa to do to do well and be successful. So, so that kind of goes without saying. Um, I'm not massively inspired by uh, by by the names. Um, I, I'd really love people to get in touch and. Let us know um, who they, who they'd like and 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 maybe the reasons why that they would like certain uh, certain people to, to come in. Um, Harson Hotel, you're right. Yeah, Leipzig um, played 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 good football under under him. He took them on to the next level. He got the Southampton gig. Has done relatively well with them. Um, granted, they've lost nine nil a couple of times, um, but they're, but they're, but um, you know they're they I, I would say they're one off. I would say they're one off results, but not in yeah. Southampton's case. Um, uh, you know, Southampton play okay football. I mean, uh, yes, I, I probably think Villa have got more potential than Southampton. Um, there's more. There's probably more scope in the transfer market for him. I think Villa are a more appealing club for players to go to. So they're in a have a greater. Place. Southampton's in a difficult place at the moment with their ownership, I think. Yeah. Yes. I mean, they're clearly having to, to sell players. I mean, the fact that, you know, Ings, Ings came to us, he didn't sign a new contract, so they, they sold Ings. Uh, you know, Ward-Prowse was obviously linked to us and was, was linked with the move away. Um, they sold um, uh, they sold Vestergaard, obviously, to Leicester. So, so, so yeah, they're, they're not probably in a good place off the, uh, off the pitch. So he would be, he would be sort of, no doubt, given, given money to spend if he came to Villa. Um, would that make a difference? I would hope, certainly hope so. Um, Gerard, uh, obviously, yeah, again, done done very well with Rangers. Uh, I think there was a lot of doubt when he first joined Rangers. First job in football, big, big job to try and wrestle back control from Celtic. He's done that. He's built a very tenacious side in Rangers. Um, uh, and, uh, and you know, they'll, they'll, they'll no doubt look to go on and win the, uh, the title again up in Scotland. <sighs> I don't know. There's no real connection for me with with Villa and Rangers, uh, Villa and um, and Gerard. I, I just think, you know, he's, he's still a very young manager. It would be a massive risk to bring him to the Premier League. You know, Big the SPL risk, yeah. and the Premier League are two very different leagues, and and to, to be successful at Rangers, granted they've had a, a, a patchy recent history, it's not comparable to managing a club in the Premier League. I'd be uncomfortable with Gerard taking over, to be honest. And then some other names mentioned, Casper uh, Hulmand, who's the, the, the Denmark, mm. uh, current Denmark manager. I think that link's really there because of uh, Johan Langer, probably knows yeah. him very well. Um, you know, did well with, with Denmark in the Euros, obviously, losing to, um, to England in the uh, semi-final, was it, yeah. the Euros? Um, and, and unlucky, perhaps, to not make the final. Um, I don't know, and to be honest, I don't know enough about him. And I think coming from international management to domestic management is, is probably a bit of a bit of a leap. Again, that's a risk. Yeah. And Fonseca, who we've mentioned, um, I think in the last episode when we were talking about Smith's future, again a, a risk. He's managed some big clubs, Shakhtar, Roma, you know, big clubs yeah. on the continent. But again, coming to the Premier League, it's a it's it's a it's a big challenge um, to adapt. Uh, so. So, you know, I suppose any manager you bring in is going to be a risk. That's the nature of it. But 
I'm not I'm not massively enamored. And and it and it and it could be it could be a it could be a, a an appointment straight out of left field. Who knows? Yeah. But I, I, as as you say, you know, with Shakespeare going as well, and and probably a restructuring of the coaching staff, you'd think that perhaps they might make a a fast appointment. In which case, over the last few games when we have been losing, they they've been in a position of identifying targets and perhaps going to move relatively quickly to bring someone in. Yeah, I think the look. I think the most natural fit would probably be who could realistically happen would be probably Graham Potter. I think a lot of people are probably groaning at me just saying that right now. Um, I, I out of out of everyone, Thurston, Frankie, I would, I would, Potter would be top of my list. Out of the one of the names mentioned and the ones that I've seen, yeah, for me, Potter would be the most the most seamless transition. Um, yes, but that's because I'm a Smith. I'm I'm a Dean Smith fan and. Um, I would like someone of a, of a similar uh, of a similar ilk to, to come in, but but again, I'd love I'd love people to get in touch with us today because yeah, I'd be keen I'd be keen to see, to hear kind of what the general vibe is from Villa fans. I think it would be a big moment for Potter because he's from the area. I think I think I believe he's from Solihull. Um, I'm not sure who he supported growing up, but um, look, he's uh, he's he's I think he's turned Brighton into a good footballing team. Um, they were a very defensive side when he went there. I, they're a good side to watch. They, um, they're very hard to beat and play against. They've not won in six, um, and we've got them next. But uh, I, I could see him being a natural fit into the Villa role. Do I think we could get him out of Brighton now at this stage of the season? Weirder things have happened. I think it's it might be possible, but it's going to be difficult, um, far more difficult than it would be in, say, the summer. Um, so that, to me, would just my personal choice, whether you disagree or, or you agree, look, just get in touch. Um, we're, it's, we're getting great download numbers now. Um, I see there's people from all over the world, from a lot of downloads in Australia at the moment, people up in Oslo, Norway, and um, Ireland, all, America, everywhere. So... You know, it just whatever you think, just get in touch and let us know what you think of Dean Smith and let us know who you want to be um, the next manager and whether you think me and George are talking total rubbish and you think Gerard should be the man. Um, I mean, look, as I say, if, if it is Gerard, I think give him a chance and we'll see what you'll see how, how it goes. Um, uh, something else I just wanted to say as well, though, huge moment for Perslow and uh, the owners because there's been a lot of positive vibes about the owners in the last few years, I've been kind of wary about getting too eulogolic about it because, you know, with Randy Lerner, the first five years, we thought we were pretty great and then it all went downhill. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think we need to be wary of being a little bit too, um, you know, uh, hold, holding people up on plinths a little too much. Perslow as well has his own patchy record with Liverpool as when he was CEO yeah. there. So, we, do, you know, hopefully he's learnt from that experience. Um, and... Uh, you know, look, they got it right when this when Smith when they got rid of Bruce. That was a brutal act early in the season. Got rid of mm-hmm. him. They knew it was too far gone. Brought Smith in, and they were patient with Smith. Let's give them credit there. Look, they were patient with Smith yeah. in our first season back in the Premier League. You know, when we lost three 0 at Watford um, over Christmas two years ago, I thought that was it because I, I just thought we were goners. Um, when we lost to Leicester four 0 they could easily have got rid mm-hmm. of him, but they didn't. So, look, you know, you got you got to praise them for that at least. Um, it's it's a big moment for them. Um, whether it works out or not, we'll wait and see. But something else as well, that midfield, that centre midfield, that's our problem area. And whichever manager comes in is going to have a problem there. And that's where you go back to the recruitment. You're like, well, you know, um, how how well did it go? 
this summer. That's something that over time, the midfield area is looking more and more like a problem. Ward Prowse played through us the other day. Declan Rice and Suchek had fun against us the other, uh, against uh, for West Ham. So that's going to be an area that, that, that of concern, I'd say, for any new manager. But um, uh, look, uh, it, it, do, do, would it mean an opportunity for a Chukwameka or a Morgan Sanson? It might do. So let's, you never know. I think you're right. As I mentioned earlier, it's, it's very easy for CEOs and sporting directors to, um, and owners as well, to, to avoid, to avoid uh, uh, criticism until it's, until it's so kind of you know, brazen that they're the bad guys. Um, and and you know, managers are, are so much in the firing line. You know, even, even at Newcastle, Steve Bruce, again, he, he was, you could argue, you know, as a Newcastle fan, I, I wouldn't have obviously wanted uh, Steve Bruce to be my manager, but the problems ran so much deeper than him, and yet it was it was him in the firing line. It was it was it was all Bruce out and uh, everything else. Although obviously the owners did get some flack, Steve Bruce got 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 tons of it. Um, so so it is it is very easy to blame a manager when things are going wrong. Um, uh, so so yeah, it's a massive decision for the owners. I really really hope they get it right. I think in terms of timing, perhaps. Uh, with 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 a, a two week international break, they can um, they can have a real think about who who is best placed to come in, and uh, and um, you know obviously uh, turn around our, our rotten run of form um, and and push on in in the Premier League and and, uh, and for the years to come. So yeah, we just got to keep our fingers crossed that they they make that right appointment. I'm just looking up Remy Gard on Wikipedia right now. Let's have a look. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Perslow, uh... big old grin. Johan Langer's big old grin. Posted <laughs> up and the two of them surrounding Remy Gard. <laughs> he has returned. Um, but I guess, like, I guess I'll ask you before we, we wrap up, do you have like a final quick thought on Dean Smith, just a, a happy memory or something? Yeah, I think I think well the, the happiest memory I had was as I said um sort of half cut in that bar in in Spain um <laughs> watching watching uh watching uh El Ghazi score off the back of his neck and then and then McGinn sort of <laughs> score that sort of fumbled effort that the keeper should have probably stopped um and and us and us going up 2-1 um just a brilliant memory because as I said if you ask me, if you ask me, when would we see the light of the Premier League again? You know, six months prior, or even less than that, three months prior, mm. I would say, God, I know, I don't know, twenty sixty. It would, yeah. it, would I even see it in my lifetime? That is more likely um, I might go to League One than the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and then and then once you know, it's it's so it's so hard to get back in the Premier League the longer you're out of it. And if if we spent another season in the Championship, then God knows where we'd be now. Um, so for me, that that really stands out as 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 smith's crowning achievement you know getting us back back into the premier league where we all know we belong uh and um and and i'll, I'll be forever grateful to to him for for doing that and it must have meant so much to him as a villa fan obviously uh achieving that and although i know today is probably going to be really really hard for him and his family um it, over the course of time I'm sure he'll look back and, and think that you know he 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 did a cracking job with us, did what he did what he did, um, and um, yeah, I, I just just very appreciative of of him for for turning the club around. Really well said. I completely agree. Uh, I think I was at that playoff final and um, just it was it's a moment I'll remember for the rest of my life. Just such a great happy moment that Dean Smith is the one who made it happen, um, and he gave that 
to me and to all the Villa fans who were there that day and watching around the world, including those of us who were half cutting bars in Spain, like yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and then the seven-two, just an iconic, iconic moment. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Against Liverpool, a game none of us will ever forget. Uh, and then the uh, West Ham staying up last day of the season, one all, keeping us in the league that day. And then also. Um, the 10-game winning streak. There's just been so many good memories. The League Cup final, the Leicester semi-final. Um, but for yeah. me, I think if anything stood out, it's probably the, the 7-2, I think, is the one that will be the longest living memory, I think, for most people. But the most special one is just because I was there that day. I think it has to be the player final like yourself. So, like you said, George, <laughs> uh, thank you very much, Dean Smith. And uh, I hope one day I bump into you and uh, get to... Socially distancely shake your hand or something. I don't know. Just uh, I hope I hope we see him around Villa Park in the in the future. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, I've been your host, George Alinsky. See you later, Frankie. Thank you, George. Have a great week. Thanks, Frankie. Thank you. Uh, so yes, it's goodbye from me. Uh, we'll be back soon, unless we have to re-record this episode in another couple of hours' time. If they'll make made an appointment, um, that could <laughs> that could happen. Uh, but until then, come on, Super Aston Villa, and thank you, Dean Smith.